Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. We are trying a new microphone. How does that sound? Is it good or is it shit? Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series and the episode. Uh, do hope you hit the subscribe button. Put out three new interviews every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover some new ones at all the usual spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify, Podchaser, WFPK.org, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with That's Me, Kyle Meredith. And today, talking with The Wild Things, we're going to be getting into their album, uh, Afterglow. It's the band's sophomore album, uh, co-produced by Pete Townsend, who also even plays some uh, guitar on the record, uh, Sidney Ray White, and Rob Kendrick. We're going to talk about how the record slowly morphed into a type of concept album, how they landed the Who guitarist as their guide, and what it was like having their first post-lockdown show as the opener for the Who at, get this, Royal Albert Hall. Not a bad first gig back. Uh, Rob and Sydney, who are also husband and wife, going to give us the backstory on the first single only attraction, the live favorite Drunk Again, and their love of face crystals. So let's do it. We're discussing Afterglow. It's Kyle Meredith with The Wild Things. Hi. How's it going? I know there's so much going on with The Wild Things right now. You've got a brand new record on the way uh, called Afterglow, uh, produced by uh, a guy named Pete Townsend that we'll get to here in just a little bit. Yeah, just casual. <laughs> but I want to I hear about this because what you guys are doing, as I understand this, is is this a concept album? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've kind of been saying it's not but i guess if if you had to put a name to what it is it is a concept it was something that we we'd never written this way before um 
I guess as a listener, you can either take each song as it is, or you can really listen and there is a story that takes place around it. I mean, when we were writing and it was in the middle of lockdown, all we seemed to be hearing from people we really liked was how miserable it was to be in lockdown songs, which is fine. But I kind of feel like once we'd moved past all that, that's probably the last thing anybody wants to listen to or pay attention to. So we, so we thought it'd be fun to swing the other way and just write this, write music celebrating things, not just, not happy music celebrating, having, but just celebrating everything, like it, celebrating how lovely it is to be in love or, you know, how, how beautiful heartbreak can be and all these sort of things. And the more we wrote these songs, the more we realized that they all occupied the same universe unintentionally, but it was, I'd be writing about rain in one song or we'd be writing lyrics about rain in one song. And then we realized in a different song, we've been writing about the rain, but in a completely different context. It was like, we started thinking, what if all these were happening at the same time? Mm-hmm. What if it was, what if it was this one special evening in this, in this fictional town? And we didn't want to put the label of concept album on it because I'm not a hundred percent convinced that's how people take on music anymore, particularly for a new band. So I thought, it, I thought it'd be more interesting to have a collection of thematic songs that you can almost put in an order that's special to you and, and have your own sort of stamp and, and kind of make it your own. So it is a concept album, but it's also like a, I don't know, choose your own adventure. Yeah. Musical <laughs> journey. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I've never had an artist say I made a choose your own adventure album. So okay. that's, uh... <laughs> we can be the first then. That's what it is. <laughs> you can be the... I do. Love... But it's interesting because once you figure that out, does that then start directing how you, write songs that maybe came after the sort of that realization yeah yeah for sure for sure it did I mean it kind of expanded into its whole own universe um which a lot of other stuff has come out of and like characters and and potential stories and other projects that we're we're now doing and yeah it kind of one thing merged into the other um and we surrounded ourselves in this world for really still have haven't we yeah it was really freeing I can think, I can imagine in a lot of ways it, it could be quite restrictive, but for us, we found it extremely freeing because there was a direction, but we weren't tied down to something specific. Mm. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't this one narrative where you had to jimmy in what was happening to what was what was going on in the music. Rather, the music could always dictate what was happening, but it gave us, it gave us a place to write from. Yeah. I would imagine you, you know, in a lot of these songs, you're allowing plenty of yourself into it. But, you know, it, as you start to maybe write towards characters, like, do you know these characters? Like, do, do you do you conceptualize their backstory in your head? Are they based on real people uh, beyond maybe yourselves? Ooh, good question. I mean, there, there's definitely um, influences from people that we might know, um, but I wouldn't say they're inherently based on anyone in particular um probably a lot of uh a a lot of instances there's people or bits of people that we'd like to be and and things like that it's not it's not really characters where you could go like oh that's Sids or that's Rob uh by any stretch I think is that right to say yeah yeah for example there's a there's a song called Stones which is Mm. about um it's about it's about somebody saying goodbye in hospital to somebody that's passing away and it's um the the lines are like um paper thin halls 
paper walls mm-hmm. and it's 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 talking about being very close to somebody but, but but being away from them at the same time and obviously that is the narrative of that song but the way that song came about actually was was your family dog passed away oh yeah and so the lyrics slowly we go careful on stones is is a metaphor for you know how how you go through this situation but it was also we used to have to walk digger really slowly on the stones because his because his, his joints... back legs were going <laughs> so. yeah so it's trying to find that it's trying to find that deeply personal moment and then and then making it available to everybody i think yeah right. to, be, to be something metaphorical and, and very specific in, in exactly. the background there, right yeah. Both at the same time yeah well you know and and, and my apologies for not really um really giving you guys the props on this like i should have at the beginning because it's such a great sounding album every song you know is is so perfectly put together <clears throat> and you know for a lot of us over here so this album and, and really uh, the first single only attraction i mean this was my introduction to you all i go back and i listen to the record you put out a couple of years ago and 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 i think oh my god you sound fully realized from the very beginning <laughs> like that record sounds great you know and for Thank you know you. a first record or whatever version that is i think that's what caught me off guard and, and if you don't mind backing up a little bit you know uh, into your all's history as we do get acquainted with you here where did where does that come from because <laughs> when did you become such great songwriters i guess is what i'm getting oh, at here you. oh <laughs> we're, we're just gonna stay here all day this is great yeah, yeah. um just keep asking that question yeah exactly <laughs> uh i mean the 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 band is obviously quite literally family um my brother is the bassist and our producer rob and i are married um cam and i have been writing music together for a really long time um before i met rob and and we it we kind of started writing music as a three just because we didn't have anything else to do um and there was no necessary like there wasn't any intention to become what we have become but um, I think everything that you listen to, be it the new stuff or the first record, you know, it did take us a long time to get there. Just people didn't see behind the scenes. I mean, it, it's funny. We were in the car the other day and my my phone just started playing a, a demo from God knows how many years ago. And and oh, I, I wanted the ground to swallow me up. It was it was so awful. But we then started having the conversation. Wow. If you'd have told us however many years ago that was. Because we thought we were incredible at the time, you know? Um, yeah, if you'd have told us then what kind of we're doing now and what even we did with the last record, I think. It, I'm, I'm really grateful that you say it sounds that way, but it did take an awful long time. And I think because of our relationships in the band um, and being lucky enough to have, I think, what a lot of songwriters don't have, which is that really, really tight kind of connection um that's where it formed from and and a lot of hard work and we spend all of our time with each other so you know even if you're not doing specific songwriting sessions there's always something going on or bubbling and I think that's where it all comes from um so we're very lucky in that way to have that time you know when you're not doing anything you're still doing something probably creative so I would say that's kind of where the the finished sound the polished sound comes from yeah. that and and cam as a producer is exceptionally talented um that was savant isn't he he's just ridiculous never tell him i said that because he's my brother so yeah, i cut, don't have to say yeah cut that 
<laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's kind of where it comes from. Again, we're very lucky in that way. I mean, it is. It's it's such a great defined sound. So I mean, you, you. you know, as as people talk about the uh, the recipes. You know the the stew that gets made when you put certain chemicals together, and, and I'm talking about you know people uh, yeah. in this sense. I mean, you guys make a great soup, is what I'm getting at. That's Thank the... you, and we love soup. So <laughs> I'm getting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it's a good rock and roll soup. We could put that on the back of the album. <laughs> <laughs> that's Direct. my quote here. You know, yeah, yeah. great yes. rock and roll soup. Comment. That's a. It's, it's like the book insert. So, so then we do get to hear, and, and, and I mentioned another fella, Pete Townsend of The Who, obviously. You guys hook up with him, and now he's part of this record, too, um, you know, helping with songwriting and, and, I guess, producing. I mean, to what extent are you working with Pete, and, and how did that relationship come about? How Pete seems to just be involved in our lives now, which, like, and I say that in the best way possible. We, uh, Pete, we met Pete, Rob and I uh, met Pete, um, a, a few years back we were actually touring a production of Quadrophenia which is yeah how we met and um when we started making music we were just really cheeky we had his email so we were like thinking again we were the hottest thing on the planet we were like hey Pete listen to this demo would you <laughs> um and at the time he was like um maybe maybe go and do some work kids uh and you know we did and and again it was before sort of COVID happened and we'd done our first record and we knew he liked it um so we just sent him a couple demos of stuff that we were working on again just to be cheeky because you know you never know what anyone will say and he went oh cool this is I'm really vibing this do you want to come into the studio and we were like hmm let us think about that yes and so we did and at the time it was only I think we went in with four songs um and we spent like a week there and it was incredible it was just a oh gosh it was a whole different level of learning and and yeah it was it was unbelievable but um from there again we hadn't written the full record yet but we carried on writing and again we had kind of the I don't know blessing of lockdown if you want to call it that to do so and um he just loved everything that we were writing thank god Mm. and uh yeah he then went on to kind of produce it with us and it I, I, I'm still slightly unsure how it happened, if I'm honest. It's still a bit of a pinch me moment, but I'm, I'm not complaining at the same time. He's, he's, been, this, he's been this incredible guide for, yeah. every, but for everybody, but in their own personal ways, particularly in the, in the sessions when we were, when we were writing together. Um, he really helped you trust yourself, I think. Oh, for sure. Find your voice and open out. For sure. I, I was maybe not so confident vocally before going into these sessions just because I'd be a bit embarrassed to take risks where he would then be like who cares just do it Mm. and you know you don't I know everyone says just do it but for somebody like him to kind of give you that freedom um it changed everything and it helped our live set too yeah um for that and he he very lovingly calls himself um our musical godfather uh yeah which he he really really is um and you know it's we love being able to send him stuff anything we work on you know he's a harsh critic he'll tell you the truth which is better i think as well you know you don't just want everything sugar-coated and that's you know how we've got the record uh, which we are very proud of and we're very blessed to have him on it yeah yeah he gave he gave you that that thing i think he gave um he gave our drummer pete who's who's this incredible unbelievable drum, drum hero 
he just let Pete know how incredible he is, mm-hmm. which is, I think, is exactly what Pete wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Cam, he sort of found a, a musical collaborator, I think. Yeah. Pete, Pete and Cam seem to come from the same place. And it was just the, the pair of them were just sort of, why don't you try this? Why don't you open with this? And, and, and watching how Pete broke apart our, our approach to songwriting was, mm. was fascinating. And then for me, it just, the way, the way we discussed earlier about, about creating these worlds just seemed to draw so many parallels to the same thing he does with, you know, with the, or he did with, with Quadrophenia and Tommy, not necessarily that he was writing each song differently, but the way he, he sort of, took on these characters and used them to create mm-hmm. to create these these albums that he had was definitely it was it was definitely a, a, a thumbs up to sort of go like that's yeah do that go do that yeah, yeah. that's gonna be an interesting moment too it's like oh by the way pete i think this is gonna be a concept album you say to the guy as you mentioned who created <laughs> you know the the greatest rock operas of all time you know that's uh... yeah <laughs> didn't seem to mind so. <laughs> we, we like of course it is <laughs> when, when we put out the first single when we put out only attraction he was like yes it did great guys you know you've, you've got to make sure that you follow it up now with something special because my first three singles did quite well i'm like did they beat <laughs> well. they do all right did they oh, is, that, is that the yardstick is it right cool cool yeah that's uh thanks for putting us in that comparison right there that's uh yeah. again, no pressure <laughs> yeah, no right pressure. no pressure that's uh <laughs> Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I, um, I, I, I only want to tell this story very quick and in, injecting myself in here. Um, I met Pete a few years ago at this on the set of Morning Joe in New York. And, uh, and it was right after the, the who played Madison Square Gardens and I we had him in there and it was my first time on it. And we did this amazing interview. I think it was an amazing interview. And I walked out and I left and I was told afterwards that some the complete file was corrupt and it was never taped whatsoever. So my Pete Townsend story is that uh, I did meet the guy. And did had a one on one conversation in front of a TV st- uh, audience, and uh, no one ever heard. Oh, <laughs> I, that is. Oof, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, we'll do it again another time. For sure. <laughs> but I, you know, I bring up uh, MSG, and you guys are taking that uh, now. The relationship is further. I mean, as you said in your life, you guys are opening for the Who. Yeah. Yeah. But how has that been? Because I mean, that's that's the big jump to the arenas, and I know you've done that a few times now, but. But, you know, as you're crafting these songs, as I understand, once you, you know, play them in a club is one thing, but having to project them in a room like that, like, what's that process been? That I mean, it's been really unique because for when, when we wrote these songs, I mean, I don't, I don't know if bands write an album or a bunch of songs and go like, I'm writing this to perform them in a stadium or an arena, you know, um, and we certainly didn't. Um, we weren't thinking of performing them at all. We were just writing. Yeah. And again, in it was in the middle of lockdown. So we couldn't play if we wanted to. Um, but when all of that started to open up again, the first show we played was with The Who and it was at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Um, so we were like, okay, well, this is as good a time as ever to test it out. Um, yeah, that was the first time we ever played those songs. Yeah, wow. so we, we'd never played them to anyone, <laughs> let alone an arena audience. Um, but they they do work well. I think there's I think there's a, a, a sort of vastness to them um, that that allows them to resonate in those spaces. I mean, we we have obviously played clubs as well, but we've also played some arenas here in the last couple of months, and they work well in both. It is more fun, I think, to play in the the slightly bigger places with them just because they do demand that space yeah um uh, but it it, it's very interesting going from like zero to a hundred after a world pandemic but i think the audience is so receptive to that too Uh, there is that thing if it doesn't matter if it's a whole arena full of people or a tiny room people are just excited to be out and listening and we're just excited to be playing it um, and I think if you ask any band or musician or anyone on the planet, they'll say the same thing, unless they really hate performing. It, it, it's, yeah, I, I think they sound really good. 
yeah. in a big space. So hopefully that will come across in Madison's Square Gardens. Yeah, we're, we're playing Madison and... Um, oh, we're playing Madison. We're playing Madison. Madison. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> I mean... The- MSG. You've already done, you've, you've done your own shortening there, yeah. Uh, we're playing we're playing a musk and then literally the night after we're playing the mercury lounge which we're yeah. equally excited about but it's it's this real you know it's it's a it's a wonderful contrast mm-hmm. between between the two things and what we're really hoping will happen or what i personally am hoping will happen is is it will connect with some of the people at musk and i will be able to share that moment even more intimately yeah with them at the mercury lounge that's that's the dream really yeah, yeah. well you've got the song lined up for it too i mean uh, my heart is in new york which is going to be on the new album. Pandering? Yeah. <laughs> we, we change that song to everywhere we go. It's My Heart is in Skagness. Yeah, yeah. My Heart is in Michigan. So pandering, <laughs> yes, yes. <it's>, yeah. <laughs> Smart musician right there. Yeah, <laughs> um, I did want to ask about the, some of the songs too. You know, we brought up Only Attraction and, and just to get the backstory on that one, if we could get a, a little specific, where, where, does the, where does that one come from? Ooh, where did, was that one of the, first ones we did i think that was the first song we wrote off was the it album. Okay, so what it, yeah that was it was kind of the opening into what the rest of the album would be for us stylistically um it was definitely i mean to me it it's still our style but it doesn't sound like the last record i think there's quite a bit of growth in there um so it definitely highlighted like where we were going to go but i i don't know where it came from i don't it just it just happened it was one of those things and again we were lucky enough that it did because then it opened that creative door and I don't even think it was specifically like oh this thing happened to us so we have to write about it it was just all of us sat in a room going you know oh this is a cool riff let's go from here yeah you know yeah for sure it was that was that was probably the only one on the album that was a, a, a bitch to to figure because that really came before we knew what we were doing mm. with the album. And so there was like version one, version two, version Pete Townsend, version four, version 700, version yeah. Pete Townsend two. And so that that one really, that one took a lot of, probably the most work and the least work at exactly the same amount yeah. of time. But luckily, I think, in my personal opinion, it's such a strong song that it kind of, it was able to take that beating and, for sure yeah it's been it's been around the ringer but yeah yeah. yeah, it's come out better for it (laughs) even that was uh, taking that was a learning experience with Pete because we wrote the song and there was a section in the middle that was a riff and he was like what's the name of the song I said only attraction he goes well why the fuck aren't you putting it seven times yeah every time there's a musical break to make sure that everybody remembers the The name name of of it yeah there's just pieces like that that you just why didn't we think of that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, he's a smart guy. He is a smart yeah, guy. Just a bit. <laughs> uh, where, uh, so I'll ask this. So Drunk Again is another mm-hmm. standout cut right there. And it, it, you do try a different flair on this one, too. I mean, it's got a different sound, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I, again, I'm not sure where that one came from. <laughs> we we're not like, I don't know where that one came from. I can say it is by far and away the most fun to play live. So if you do come and see us you'll definitely hear it. It's it's a riot. It's definitely, I think again, on this record, we allowed ourselves to be a bit more, I don't want to use the word sloppy, but f- uh, I guess free in terms of structure and having to have every note to every single like beat absolutely perfect, which was something we very much stuck to beforehand. 
And I think Drunk Again was kind of earlier on in the writing that again was another one that allowed us to go like, okay, nothing has to be absolutely perfect. And this can be a bit rambunctious and... Well, what's funny is the reason you think it was early was because it was a completely different riff that me and Cam used to play when we were bored in the studio. Ah, was that the one? Yeah, and so the, so the riff in the song is... But it was straight when we used to... I remember, And we used to play it harmonised. Yeah. And then it used to go somewhere completely different. It was almost like a Beatles-esque sort of thing. Yeah. And I was trying to I was trying to bully Cam into using that riff in some way, shape or form throughout the whole creation of the album. And then for some reason at the end, he just literally kicked the door open one day. He was like, I've got it. And what we had was that that riff, but in a in sort of much more swung way. Yeah. And then it was one of those, it, it's, it is like putting a puzzle together. As soon as that was done, it was like, oh, this is the feel of the song. And then I, I don't think we even did a rewrite on those lyrics. No, we didn't, no. I think you just had them and they just, that was it. They sat. And, yeah, yeah, literally. I don't think we even wrote more lyrics. No. It was just those and that was done straight mm-hmm. away. Well, it's a fun, a fun moment on the record. Uh, full of fun moments, by the way. Thank you. And... Um, so you do, you got on tour. Um, what's the budget for face crystals for you guys? Because I understand it's uh, pretty large. <laughs> Let's see, wait a second. Face crystals, lasers, and waistcoats. Is that where the rest of the budget goes? <laughs> That's incredible. That's so good. My makeup artist is going to be so pumped that you, <laughs> that you said that. Him and I have like, we, we've <laughs> created these looks with these, with these freaking face crystals and stuff. I, it's amazing because it started off as just like, we'll just do this for one show. And now I swear to God, there is glitter everywhere that I, I just, it's unbelievable. I'm finding bits of glitter and crystals in places that I, you don't even want to know. Um, so yeah, shout out to Ian McIntosh for, for the face crystals. <laughs> the dog farted yesterday. It was like a party pop. Oh my God. <laughs> It is, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped that you noticed that. It's very funny. And Cam will be very pleased you noticed his waistcoat as well. Right, right. It's, it's weird. It's just the, it's these happy accidents, again, that is just just trying to be open enough to recognise. You just go, oh, of course. Of course that face makeup is fits exactly what yeah. we're trying to do. But it wasn't, a, it wasn't really planned. It wasn't no. like somebody sat down and thought it through. It's just, you just, you just try and be open enough to to yeah. accept these things and, and try and be quick enough to realize that something exciting is happening. Yeah. A life of happy accidents. Look at that. Absolutely. We've summed it up right there. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Uh, congratulations. I love Afterglow. You Listen, you guys are such good songwriters, all right? Let's uh, throw that compliment right back at you. You're so good at this. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank uh, seriously, congratulations, and um, and I can't wait to see it live for myself. Honestly, uh, the, the show looks so much fun. If I don't make it to the gardens, Miss, then uh, then I'm gonna be making it somewhere. I promise that. Sure, for sure. Just hit us up, and we'll uh, we'll have a party. All right. Well, I've never sounded so lame in my life. So, I'm so why, sorry. Why did you do? That? I don't know. I don't like, know. We I'm were sorry. doing so well. People might have thought we were interesting. Oh, uh, that's it. Ruined the whole thing. You just ruined it. Sorry. Cut that. But- <laughs> It's going to stop right there, right after you say cut that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much. It was really nice meeting you, and uh, and we'll see you around. You too. Thank you so much, Mom. My thanks to Sydney, to Rob. The Wild Things new album is called Afterglow. And thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews every week. New ones Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly Twitter, occasionally Facebook and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Just blame us, it's easier. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.